0: Hey, Cardigan Academy listeners, we are on holiday break, so we are re-releasing some of our favorite episodes for you in the meantime, and we are excited to get back into our closet studio and bring you new episodes starting in mid-January. Hi, we're
1: Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things parenting, mental health, and education. I'm Devony. And I'm Stacy. And today we're talking about homeschooling through the doldrums.
0: And those can show up anytime <laughs> yes and
1: also so normal for this time of year especially yeah. uh we are recording and releasing this end of january beginning of february even on a normal year so when i say that i mean like a non-pandemic and the fact that i just went through eye surgery so our homeschooling is like off a little off track anyway even on a normal during a normal year, I feel like this time of year, I'm like, okay, we need something new. We need something yes. fresh. We need... <laughs> so the idea was to name some of the things that have been successful in that regard for us when those times creep up.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I've i been, I founded a homeschool group in our area where you and I met, and it's been, I think, 16 years of Running this group, and there's almost all these years of doing it. I can almost see a pattern, and that is that July, August, everyone starts getting super excited for September, and they're making their plans. And oh, I'm going to use this curriculum, and what book? Oh, I'm going to do this book. And I'm going to do this book. And everyone's so excited, and when can we plan? And what should we do? And oh, we should do this field trip. And September starts off, and everyone's so pumped, and they start the school year, and they're just going so well. And I feel like that that goes really well, like September, October. I feel like once Halloween comes around, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's the sugar rush that starts or like what it is, but it seems like, and, and, and our group has even done like Halloween activities. Um, but after that, just in our lives in the United States, it starts getting into a very busy holiday season. It's Yeah. Halloween, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's New Year's. A lot of people have birthdays and anniversaries at this time. And so I feel like November and December start to become a little bit of, you're still doing school, but you're also doing holiday things. And a lot of times there's stuff going on in the community and parties and different things like that. And then you're right after the new year and people start Mm re-emerging and it's like, Oh, we need to get back to school but it does feel like you need something new and fresh to sort of mix things up again and it's a little challenging those first couple months because it's in where we are and in many parts of the country it's cold and it's yep. snowy and people aren't getting together as much and even without a pandemic it's often you know flu season and mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's really good insight with the patterns you've seen in the homeschool group and i will say as a former teacher as well, public school follows that same pattern. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You come in, everything's new and fresh and great books and then holidays and then you come back and you're regrouping. You might not be switching curriculum like you can in homeschool, but you're reestablishing yourself as a classroom. And so I think it's reassuring to homeschool parents to know that's just the kind of ebb and flow of the academic year anyway
0: yes that it has a natural rhythm
1: yeah everyone's experiencing it no matter how they're choosing to educate their kids
0: yeah and i think this time of year especially needs that sort of freshening up because as the year goes on come like march april the weather starts getting nice people get outside they start doing more social things together and more park days and uh, that continues to about may i started i've noticed over the years too that come about May, April, May, June, people were like, oh, "I'm feeling kind of done." <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Definitely. And then there, that's part of the rhythm too. It doesn't mean you're not doing stuff, but it it takes on a different shape.
1: <laughs> some people see us for homeschool consulting continuously throughout the year, which we love mm-hmm. because we really get to know them and their kids and the style of their family and the learning in their home. And there's some people who schedule like a once off 2 and one And it is often this time of year. And even when it's a client we're meeting with regularly, we're often saying these same sort of things, too. So just a lot of yeah. reassurance there first before we mm-hmm. dive into,
0: okay, now what do you do? Yeah. So what do you do, right? And I, I would say too, every year, it's probably been a little different. It's not like every January, we're like, oh, here's where we switch from right. this to this. It's different every year because... Our kids are growing up and they have different interests and so as we tweak and adjust it doesn't look the same every say january it, it makes me really appreciate how colleges approach things where i loved college i loved that you know from september to december i had a set of classes then after the holiday break i started fresh with a new set of classes yeah you're right and we've sort of done that in homeschooling even though it may be the same subject We've tr- over- it took us a while, but over time, we tried to sort of do that college approach of almost like a semester because it is that reset of like, mm-hmm. okay, what if we switched from biology to astronomy right now?
1: Yeah. So don't feel like, oh, I've really been missing art activities, but we didn't start it in September and make it like a monthly or a weekly thing. So no, just add it in January. Like I haven't even talked mm-hmm. to some friends who have kids in public school that say some schools are switching to that. Instead of having yeah. art or music, you know, like w- once in a cycle that changes every week, it's more like those same sort of semesters or half semesters. I remember doing that once we got to middle school. Like we would have home ec for a portion of the year. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. almost like an intense uh intensive like deep dive in learning how to use the the machines in shop. And then once we got to high school, we could decide if those were electives we wanted to continue to pursue. But everyone in middle school got to do it for a portion of the year. We would do that with health as well. So if you feel like maybe we need to, you know, do like a, a cooking
0: mm-hmm.
1: regroup as a family, you could watch some YouTube videos on cooking. <laughs> Evelyn is 12. And introduced me to this really cool uh, she has an Instagram and a YouTube I'll link to it on our post on Cardigan Academy that goes along with this podcast episode but it's um cooking with Linja and she's hilarious like she's just this woman who who cooks but with such like enthusiasm and spunk and the animations that she adds to the cooking videos are just just so much fun that it would be a great way to be like all right we're gonna watch these we're gonna make some of these recipes that's one thing you can do do a deep dive and okay we're we're all gonna learn a musical instrument recorder's great for elementary late elementary could pick something on their own that you could you know something that's not too expensive or you could rent it or you could borrow it from someone and do an out school class on We've done that before on how to play the ukulele, and Mm -hmm. so that was like a spring project that we had one year.
0: Yeah, as we're talking about this, I realized, you know, this really is about, it's about a lot of things, but the the phrase attention span comes to mind, not only for kids, but adults too. Like, I, I mean, when I get excited about things, I devour it for weeks or months at a time, but I don't know that there are many things, unless it is one of my absolute favorite, can go back again and again things, I don't know that there are many things that I get so jazzed about that I want to spend an entire year Mm -hmm. researching it. So it actually makes sense to switch around like this. And something I was going to suggest is see what you, your kids, your family has gotten super interested in or excited about, and then use that as a springboard for the different topics you want to cover in your homeschool or ways to make it interesting, which I already see. I had an ad come up in my Facebook, and it was from Out School And it was something like, it. what caught my eye right away, it was a picture from Disney's Encanto, which right now, everybody's watching. Everybody's talking about. Kids are obsessed. My, mm-hmm. my young adult kids are obsessed with the, this movie. It's so good. We've had so many discussions about it. So everyone's excited. Everyone's singing the music. It's a huge hit. So of course out school, this is brilliant. It was, I saw the Encanto picture and underneath it said something about, you know, Encanto, learn some basic dance steps. And I thought to myself, okay, that class is really about dancing. Mm -hmm. But how many more kids are gonna say, an Encanto dance class? Yeah. I wanna do that. So if your kids are super into Hamilton, Encanto, some, new show they're watching, some new artist they've discovered, who, who they love their music. If there's something they cannot stop talking about, that they are so, Pokemon, whatever it is, mm-hmm. Minecraft, take that and apply it to whatever you're learning because even that keeps them super engaged and interested. Yeah,
1: and if your kids are old enough, you can even do this as an intentional conversation where you're saying, okay, I love it. You're really interested in mushrooms and fungus right now. Why don't we make a list together of the ways that we can be incorporating that and in all we could cook with mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we could go on a nature walk and see, do we find anything this time of year? Or maybe we do a nature journal for every season and what mushrooms we find in our neighborhood. Um, we could watch a documentary on it. We could be drawing them so then it's art. And so your kids start to see how this works as far as taking one thing and going across all academics with it. Right. And the nice part about that is I really like the opportunity to include my kids in their portfolio making as they get older. So here Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania for homeschooling, we do need to have a portfolio with samples from um, all the different subject areas. And so you want to go all in on Minecraft. Great. Now let's figure out ways that we're going to stick that into different parts of your portfolio. Or maybe it is just one big project, but mm-hmm. we're having that conversation about how many things it, it encompasses altogether.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of including kids in the planning because then they're more invested. I mean, who doesn't like that in any area of life? I, I like to be included in, you know, whatever's going on and to get my thoughts considered. And of course, kids do too. And they're going to be a lot more committed and engaged and interested when you do that. And even if you get a few lessons or weeks in and and part of the discovery is that it's not something that they love or excited about, then you can even then say, okay, well, why don't we keep learning it? Because either we need to, or maybe we back off a little bit on this and pursue this other thing. So you're still doing it but you're taking their thoughts into consideration. I I know I've said this before on other podcasts and in our consultations, but my personal rule of thumb as a homeschool mom has always been really observing my kids and asking myself, are they thriving? Are they engaged? Are they excited? Do they have a zest for learning? And it's not that we all always have that because we all have these doldrums, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if there's a real slump going on, we're definitely going to stop and evaluate that and adjust it.
1: That's a wonderful thing to model for them, too. Like, oh, I'm kind of feeling like I need, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lifelong skill then to maybe that's a time to connect with a new friend or pursue a new hobby mm-hmm. or add mm-hmm. something new. Um, go to a class at the local library that's going to serve them by including them in that discussion as well. That's so smart.
0: I think it's important, too, to point out to our kids when the natural learning is happening because they yeah. don't always necessarily make that connection. But so, for example, my youngest, Max, who is um, 19, has been doing so many deep dives on the movie Encanto. Max has watched it nine times, is reading all these Reddit threads. I guess the the producer of the movie, I think it is, or the... He, he is on Twitter and he personally responds to every question people Mm. are asking about like seeming, if it seems like a plot hole or, you know, he answers, he has a, he has a backstory, he has an explanation, you know, why does the character wear their hair that way? Or why, wait, if this character did that, how come that? And he answers them. And Max has been reading all those. And I asked yesterday, have you asked any questions there? Cause they're also on, on Twitter. And And uh, Max said, no, but I really enjoy reading everyone else's and the answers that this guy is giving. And I said, it's times like this that I point out, you know, you're learning and researching and engaging, you're doing film analysis. Like I get that it's not technically, you know, a research project or Mm -hmm. a working with someone in the field, but it's still those stepping stones to that. And there's still something to be said for it because Max has such a natural interest and is so excited about this that as we watch the movie, they're the ones pointing out, see that right there? Oh, that's because this, this, this. And we're like, what? (laughs) So we're like, you're this is learning. This is, Mm -hmm. let's think about it, right? I know, I mean, Max is older, but with little kids, when they do this, when they get excited, they're reading, they're doing math, they're researching, they're learning to think critically, they're analyzing sometimes just because it's not an official assignment or course we we don't always think of it as quote unquote school or learning so pointing out to our kids hey look at that this is what you're doing you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not just formal stuff it's stuff like this this learning is happening all the time i think that helps instill a love of learning and and perpetuate one and then we also have
1: cardigan academy clients Kloopies. And sometimes ourselves included who come to a point where maybe we need a new interest or maybe our kids Mm -hmm. seem like they need something new. So some things I like to do in those times are, and this can fit any budget, you can subscribe to a new streaming service for just a month or or a season and put a reminder on your calendar. I need things like that. Like, do we want to continue with Curiosity Stream? let's say? Or I often will look up lists online that are like best middle school graphic novels Mm. for diversity, let's say. And then I'm simultaneously pulling up our library system and requesting a whole bunch. And so then I go and I pick them up, but then I'm bringing home a stack of books for each kid and no pressure, flip through them. If you don't really like any of them, that's fine. But oftentimes they're finding at least a couple winners in that pile or um, subscribing to a magazine this time of year can be a way to refresh things. Listening to a new podcast together, um, starting something new with friends like a a research club. Stacy's family has done that within our homeschool group and our kids are actually all doing it tonight right mm-hmm, 20 things mm-hmm. where yep <laughs> they researched 20 things on any topic and shared 10 with each other so max is leading it this year and they're doing decades so today while i'm doing this my kids are researching the 1930s and the 2000s and tonight they're getting together with friends to discuss what they learn so oh boy does that take the load off of me then of like what are we doing this week oh we have 20 things on friday so did you pick your decade and we even talked this week about if you need 20 things by friday how many days do we have until then so we're not and there are times that we do doing 20 friday Mm -hmm. morning right but (laughs) time
0: management skills if
1: we have three days we're going to do seven a day and Mm -hmm. they might be doing it different ways evelyn likes to make a PowerPoint presentation with slides and images. This time, Daniel's just making a list and going to read them. So there's even flexibility within activities like that. And like Stacy always says, if it's something that you either don't have the community for, you can create it. Or the wonderful thing that's been happening within Cardigan Academy is we've been creating this virtual neighborhood mm-hmm. within what we do ideas are percolating about, do we do some sort of virtual homeschool ongoing support next school year? So maybe those Mm -hmm. kids, even though they're in different states, sometimes even different countries can get together and do 20 Things Club virtually. That has been the beauty of, of having to homeschool through a pandemic, realizing that, yeah, we Mm -hmm. love doing it with our local group, but now that we're doing it virtually with them, why couldn't we do it with our cardigan academy homeschooling friends that live in new york and mm-hmm. florida and california
0: and even different countries like how many different things have we in the past thought of as a quote-unquote lesser way to do something that out of necessity during the pandemic we have all been doing zoom watch parties and things to have some people discover you know i actually prefer this i really like this um I, pandemic or not i want to keep doing this things this way in this area. And that's not a bad thing. I, I, you know, my pet peeve is when people say, well, that's the way we've always done it as a reason to keep doing That's not a good reason to do something unless it's working really well. So if you discover that you like watching movies with friends better virtually in a watch party than in person, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, how wonderful that there's another way. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good point. I, I, Another thing I thought of as you were saying that is this sounds like opposite things and you know, kind of, they kind of are, but they work lean in or lean or look outward. So what I mean by that is I'll start with look outward in the before times before the pandemic, when there's not this stuff going on. A lot of times when we get to that slump, we, like you said, you would look at lists of books and different things, something we would, we have over the years done is looked at local community events mm-hmm. um, we are very fortunate to be near a lot of colleges so a lot of colleges do activities that are open to the community so we have there was one day kareem Abdul-Jabbar was speaking at franklin and marshall and i think we found out that day or the day before and we dropped everything and went and We've gone to things at our local college, like when they had a bunch of Tibetan monks come and they were Mm -hmm. making a mandala and so we would go watch and then they had a dinner and we went to that. And what going to these different events often does, we've gone to a lot of literature festivals and book launches and uh, talk backs after a show with actors, um, speaking with authors at author events. Inevitably, you leave that event, and everyone's talking about, Oh, did you notice they said this? I really want to read that book now is sometimes just getting out and attending something sparks something. So you might feel like, I don't really know what to do. I guess we'll go to this event. And then you go and and that sparks something that now you say, Oh, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. So that's my, like you were saying earlier, we can outsource and you can connect with these activities and then the leaning in, sometimes we lean into the slump Mm -hmm. in the sense that we say, maybe we all need a mental break. Maybe we need a couple of weeks hanging out in our jammies and binge watching a show or watching some movies or just cooking in the kitchen or baking. And again, what happens is, and this is a concept right in mental health for all of us, sometimes allowing ourselves that rest in a society that always pushes being productive. And I know that's something I've struggled with personally over the years and as homeschool moms we can feel like we're failing if we're not doing 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 sometimes when we've allowed ourselves to lean into the slump and say this is this is winter it is gray it's a little it's like cultivating huga right like yeah it's the
1: the natural cycle of what nature's doing right now right slowing down curling in staying exactly. warm reflecting and planning planning for the yeah. year
0: yeah maybe this is when you say it's okay for us to take a week or two stay in our jammies cuddle under a blanket and play lots of games and again just like those activities i was talking about or those events often when we lean in like that and maybe it seems like we're taking a break and we are taking a break during that time again things present themselves new things are discovered new interests new passions because we've allowed ourselves to rest a little bit and and take that break and lean into the doldrums we it may seem like you're doing less but then you realize wow we've played a lot of games over the past couple weeks and i loved those five movies we watched Mm -hmm. and then the next time you're studying whatever topic you say oh it's just like in that movie we watched yeah you know so it's not rest is productive
1: i'm also excited now because i'm realizing when this episode comes out. We can post on our social media, uh, our Cardigan Academy Instagram and Facebook and say, what have you been doing if you are a homeschool family? What's new? What's yeah. fresh? What's different?
0: And and then it's that collective mind. I love that. It's one of my favorite about social media is I love just, I love going into groups or pages and asking a question and reading through like 50 ideas because, you know, I might look at 30 of them and go, nah, that's not for me. But then there's at least 20 that I'm looking at and thinking, oh, that's amazing. I yeah. had a of that. I, I love, I just love the hive mind. So before we get to our extracurriculars, we wanted to just share a couple of announcements real quick, and then we'll share what we've been up to outside of all this stuff. Yeah. We've realized
1: that while we are, living and breathing cardigan academy all the time we often have clients that are like oh i missed this because i didn't realize and so our announcement segment is just going to be quick reminders of all the things we have going on so
0: and we should mention that we've now started adding a we've added a calendar to our website which has been really helpful because you can just go and also see what's going on yeah it's
1: um cardiganacademy.com is the website and it's under course schedule but don't feel like you, it, it's not just classes. It's literally just looking mm-hmm. at the entire month of what we're doing. We wanted to tell you that we have wait lists available for both our Therapy 101 and Gentle Parenting 101 groups. So we won't be offering those again until summer, but if you want to be added on the wait list to be emailed when registration opens, uh, again at cardiganacademy.com you just click on cloops and then from there you can go to the individual cloop you're interested in and join the waitlist
0: yeah that's worked really well cuz i think people have been on it uh, recently and you know maybe they get caught up in life and then they're reminded oh yeah that's right oh yes i do want to do this thing and it's been a it's been a really helpful thing so yeah yeah if you're thinking what's a cloop Um, it is part it's our made up word because you know Shakespeare did it so can we (laughs) it is uh, part class and part support group because it really is both of those things it's live with other people we share together in a safe space and um, it is part class part support group yeah I love the community aspect of it me too it's my favorite
1: we also have announced our Healing from Your Toxic Childhood topics for February. So our Healing from Your Toxic Childhood groups are every Sunday night from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. The first mm-hmm. one is a drop-in support group. And then the topics for the second, third, and fourth Sunday of the month for February will be Triggers, Memory, and Healing. Then the next one is Cycle Breaking and the fourth sunday will be handling jealousy over those with supportive parents slash families how do you fill that void kind of thing
0: yeah that's these are going to be really good topics so anybody out there who's raising their kids differently than they were raised or who is struggling because they've had a rough childhood in some way or maybe a difficult relationship with your parents um this is a very supportive place for you we even have an online group if you're interested reach out to us We have a private, safe space for you. Um, Everyone in all of our Cardigan Academy groups are just amazing, wonderful, supportive people. Yeah, you can
1: always contact us through our social media or our email is contact at cardiganacademy.com. This time we are sharing our extracurricular because we're both into it.
0: (laughs) As is everyone apparently.
1: Very timely. So. I actually discovered it as I slowly started to emerge from my social media break imposed by my eye surgery to notice that look I can't see much and but people are posting these <laughs> yellow and green square like what is happening what has happened in the mm-hmm. few weeks that I've been
0: offline <laughs> That's how I found it too a friend said okay I guess I'll join in and it was the first time I'd seen it and they posted these squares and I looked through the comments and everyone's like, what is this? And so, of course, me being me, I Googled it and I was like, ooh, Wordle, I like Word games. Yeah. And our family's all been doing it. Every day in our family chat, we all share our oh, results. <laughs> we could even start a
1: Cardigan Academy Wordle thread on our Facebook page <laughs> because my experience was I saw one friend that had posted, so I, I didn't do the research because I can't right now i reached out to her and said okay i I get that it's wordle but like is it an app and she said no it's a a website and sent it to me so i have been doing it every morning i i have my display and font turned up huge on both my computer and my phone so i'm able to do this (laughs) stuff even as my vision is still healing and then um yesterday my friend Jamie messaged me and texted and said, are you doing Wordle? And I said, yes. He said, okay, great. So then I can send you my daily. It's like you're finding people who are also doing it so you know who you can share with. And then he asked me, what's your starting word? Oh. Do you always use the same one? No, I said I switch it up. Today I started with punks, P-U-N-K-S. Yeah. I don't know. It just like popped into my head. But I'm starting to see articles now where there's two very... Different Me there's too. a lot of different ways to do this, right? And people are are talking about that as well.
0: Yeah, of course you and I both get excited about the articles. Like <laughs> what your wordle strategy says about you. <laughs> it's like an NPR article. Yeah. That's where I was reading and I was like, wait, some people start with the same word and I get it. I get the strategy of it, but I'm like you. I do have a word that I start with. If a word doesn't pop in my head, yeah. I, I notice I tend to do the word stare or reads because both of them use a lot of, you know, big popular letters. Yeah, like the R S T L N E. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big popular letters. But um yeah, I do like just like you, whatever pops in my head. And what I like about it is that there's just one a day mm-hmm. so that I can like we do the daily wordle. However, a friend of mine posted this online archive of all the Wordles that have in the past, in so far, yeah. so it's like two, yes, and and it's it it tracks. See, and I like stuff like this, but it tracks visually, like you can be like the day one wordle, and then you do it, and then it'll tell you you have six tries to get the word, so it gives you your score: three out of six, five out of six, six you know whatever, and it's and it and it fills it in green if you got it, and red with an X if you didn't, and it's like a whole you scroll through. Mm. So I'm on like day fifty somethings every once in a while i might sit and knock out a few old ones Mm. and i i like to scroll and see i've gotten a few red x's there's a few i did not get but um yeah it's really addictive and and it's a lot of fun and it's fun to share this with everyone i do have a friend (laughs) my friend dave is like oh my gosh facebook needs a wordle filter (laughs) i don't want to see everybody's. (laughs) Where's? <laughs> so okay. we tease him, we're like, I love how mad you get about this, and so of course we're sending gifs and memes about wordle <laughs> If you're interested in learning more about parenting, education, and mental health from our therapist teacher team, check us out at cardiganacademy.com, and we are also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.